Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Um, I am Amy and I am a compulsive eater. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, and that's a good thing because it's very easy to have doubt about that um, until, I don't know, you know, some of us have doubt for a long time in our lives until we finally get it, that it's not gonna change. And then some of us go for a shorter time, I like to call that the express route, to finding out that it's, it's a kind of way that we're made and that it's not gonna change. And um, I'm, I'm grateful that Elaine asked me to speak and I uh, have always liked this meeting that when I've been to come to it. And, and then of course, there's my friend Lewis uh, for many years and I'm so happy to see him. And um, anyway, I'll just say, it's funny that I have this guy, this neighbor, I didn't know him, but he has this great yard and he does all this stuff. And I finally saw him and I could have sworn he was Lewis. So I said, are you Lewis? Like, I just thought he was. And he was like, no, I'm Stewie. And I said, oh, okay, well, anyway, there's this other guy who is your twin and his name is Lewis and he's really great and you seem really great too. So anyhow, I think that's pretty funny. Um, so I was saying that it takes a while. It, some t- I, I was not, I did not have any time in my life where I did not think there was something going on with me and food. Um, so I, I basically, you know, I was born um, and I was never, what I call just the word is just neutral. I was never neutral around food and I wasn't. Um, and I, so I really am pretty big a believer in that I have a physiological addiction to the, those particular, certain particular substances that they, that in quantity will really cre- create me, create a drunkenness. And, you know, I get drunk on them. And I was, as a kid, I just didn't go from like, I wasn't eating like a bird. I was eating big, I was eating in volume. And, you know, you eat enough of that stuff. A lot of you know that, you know, you, you really, you're pretty anesthetized and, you know, and it feels kind of good. You know, that's the other thing. It feels good and it tastes good and it's reliable and it's consistent. And, 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 and then at some point it just, it just feels like it turns on you. And it's not really different from the story that we read in the AA big in the AA literature, you know, it's fun and it's sexy and it's great and it's whatever. And then eventually it just turns on you. And, you know, I was uh, basically, um, I didn't, you know, I wasn't certainly sharing with anybody as a kid that I was overeating or that I was sneaking food. But then by the, but then eventually at like the age of whatever, fourth grade, my mother took me to, uh, you know, Weight Watchers. And that was the beginning of the project that was Amy, you know, and in those days, I realized now and I didn't, I didn't then and I didn't even until 10 or 15 years ago that to really get it that my mother, my mother grew up in a generation where you needed to be thin, you got to get a husband that, you know, she was my mom's 82 right now. So, you know, you can kind of figure out when she grew up. And so she just did, she just saw me and figured I need to help this, this girl because this is going to be, she's going to be a disaster. Well, I really wasn't a disaster, even, even though I was eating. And eventually when I hit puberty, 
you know, I was, the doctors called me obese every year, every doctor visit, every medical form, it says obese at the top. I mean, I have all those, I have all those records and they all say obese. And then, you know, by the time I was, um, by the time I was in high school, I weighed, well, when I was 13, I weighed 200 pounds. And so by the time I was in high school, I weighed like 230, 235. And, you know, I just, I just did the whole like funny, be funny, be popular, be, you know, artistic, you know, as a musician and be all, be smart and do well in school. And then just all the weight stuff just me, just could be like in the background, um, at least not, at least to other people, but not to me, because for me, I felt like a, mo a monster. Um, and not, I felt it like a non, not human person. And I, you know, I couldn't wear what, I couldn't wear normal clothes that other kids wore, other girls wore for sure. And I was a tomboy. And so that was all going against me. My mother was like, you know, you're not, Amy, you know, swing your arms and don't sit like that. And you don't have a waist and, you know, I mean, a million things. And, you know, so I was just a, I was just a failure everywhere except at school. And so as far as my eating went, and I think, you know, this is OA, and so it is important to talk about the food and it is important to talk about the weight, you know, for a while, you know, before I get to the steps and before I get to all the good, the good stuff that has to come in, in if that isn't going on, right? But is that, you know, I ate as much as I could all the time. So I didn't binge eat, I ate, uh, I, I was, I was a stealer and a thief. Uh, I mean, a, a thief and a sneaker. And I was, I was mortified by the amount of food that I would eat and that I was, you know, um, that I, that I would just kind of, I would say, I just kind of would eat up to here and then it would go down just a little bit and then I'd have to fill it up again. And I just, you know, I mean, we, we talk about a God-sized hole and it, it really was, it, I was a complicated kid. I know today I had some clinical issues, you know, to chemical imbalances, different things that I've learned as an adult, but I tried to solve it all with food. And I, it was a time where kids didn't talk to parents, parents, kids were seen and not heard. And, you know, I was, then I was going through all my sexuality questioning and what the hell, and there was no forum for that. I am the parent of teenagers right now. And so I get to see how different it can be for a teenager today than it was as a teenager then when my worst nightmares were occurring. Um, and I found alcohol and I found pot and I was, you know, as fast as I could check out, I checked out. And food, no matter what, was would always be my favorite choice. And it wasn't even like a favorite choice. I mean, the other stuff was just more like, was show, the real stuff was the food. And, and it was the carbohydrates and the starches much faster than it would be, much more than it was the sweets. I think we all just have a favorite, you know, thing that does it. And it's a drug, you know, for me, it's a drug. And just for today, I get to eat, you know, so well and so plentifully. And I don't have to do that with food. Um, I came to OA. Um, Really, it, I mean, I have no idea how 
it happened, which makes it seem for sure like grace. And it was my parents, as basically, who never did anything together when it came to me, sat me down and said, you know, there's a place you can go that is like a treatment center. And it's a place in LA. We lived in Chicago. I was, I grew up in Chicago. I had never even been on an airplane. And they're telling me I can go to LA. And I'm like, I mean, I didn't even know we had money to, to put me on an airplane. Long story short, I got on this airplane. I'm not even sure why I did. I mean, I, I know that I felt fat and I felt miserable, but I, and I thought, well, in a month's time, I probably could lose about 10 pounds or so. I mean, anything was going to be interesting. And I mean, anything was going to be a success. So I got on this plane and this is where the part goes when I heard in the, in the preamble and, and everything. I got on the plane. I got off the plane at the place. This woman met me at the airport and she was this seeming, she just looked really average. And I didn't expect that. And essentially said, welcome home. And she was just an OA person who somehow these OA people were at that time, which was 1982, they were the people that ran this treatment center. So it wasn't like they are today where it's more like a hospital or I'm not sure what they're like today, but back then it was kind of renegade. And this was a place where, um, you know, I think, I think Judy Hollis, who some people know, you know, she had something to do with it and back then, and that was the beginning of my time in LA and I'm still here. And so what happened is I found out that most importantly, the message was, it's not my fault that I have this, that I do this with food. It's not my fault. And that was the first time I heard that because when you're on diets, I didn't tell you about all the diets between the eggs and the grapefruit and the blenders and the starving and the, you know, I mean, my God, and the weighing in at the Weight Watchers place. And the, I mean, it was not going to be about a diet. It was something different. Like this was not Kansas. And, you know, but so the point is I couldn't do those things, but I thought, and I thought that somehow there, you know, how come I can't push myself back from the table? You know, this is what everybody says. Well, just, you know, just tell, just when you're full, you know, you'll stop. It's like, are you crazy? You mean, is it time or something? Where am I here? I see you trying to say something. 10 minutes have elapsed. Thank you. So um, when I got there back then, there were a food plan. So I got a food plan. And this food plan was, you know, like sort of protein and vegetables and fruit and fats. And there were no carbohydrates on it. And I just started doing it because that was what we were doing. And they did it and we did it. And it was, the, I did it for a month and I came back and I started going to meetings and I just kept doing that. And then um, without any, you know, for no, no problem really, but my, eventually my food plans changed and all kinds of things. And eventually um, in 1985, um, we didn't have the food plans anymore. Is that 85? I think so. Anyway, um, and that kind of set me off on a, not a great path. Um, and I look back and I think that knowing today, I need some structure around my food because it just gives me, um, it gives me peace of mind and it gives me, um, it gives me the right uh, kinds of choices, I guess, and the support of, of other people. That's the other thing. I mean, you know, this is program is where you get to be, you know, nobody's coming in here to be, I mean, this is not where you're on the wings of victory when you get here and I'm not, you know, gonna ever be. Uh, and 
you know, I, I gotta be able to, to be, to be, um, the real me, which is to start the first place was to get honest about my food. That's, a, that's just a fact of it. So anyway, so what I do today is, I mean, what has been, uh, and I do want to kind of back into this is that it's still, I'm still going. And in fact, on the 30th, I'll have 31 years of back-to-back, -back, you know, what I call back-to-back -back weight and measured abstinence, which does, um, which is my kind of definition. And, you know, I, uh, I've only done that by working with a sponsor and, and maybe more, most, almost most importantly, also working with other people. Um, and I have done a lot of step work, um, but I can't do any of that if I'm, if I'm still dancing with the food, aside from the fun dances, like when I get to eat my three, when I get to, when I get to eat. Um, see, that's the thing. I don't know about any of you, but there's just so much shame around eating so much shame. Uh, like you're not supposed to like your food, you know, you're, a, you're, you're not supposed to, to, um, it's supposed to be something I become neutral around and then just be kind of indifferent to it. But, you know, there is a way to eat in safety. And I think that is a way that is like ec extremely celebratory. And uh, anyhow, um, but what has happened is that I, I didn't know myself and, you know, certainly I was young. Thanks, Elaine. I was young when I got here. So I grew up, I grew up in 12 step programs. So when I went to college, I was going to meetings when I went to like everywhere, I've been always going to meetings. And so I've never been really, really, really on my own back, back on my own. Um, but I have to keep, I have to keep it green. And that's why I try to make sure I'm telling my story and I'm never getting smug. I'm only one bite away from a binge ever, you know? Um, and I know there are certain foods I can't, I can't eat. And it's not because they're gonna send me off into, you know, like it's a moral issue. It's just that they'll just start working on my brain and I'll probably start having conversations with myself. And I don't wanna, I don't need to mess around with that. So I eat, so I, uh, so it starts with the food um, and then all the other goods, all the other stuff can, can happen. And, you know, like I said, I've done a lot, I've done the steps a lot and I'm always learning. I just finished a round, round through them uh, last earlier this year. I mean, during the pandemic, why not? And, uh, you know, um, I found out I have other things that I need to take a look at. Therapy has been important, very important to keeping, keeping myself abstinent, but not just abstinent, you know, reasonably happy most of the time, you know, and that's all I can ask for. And I'm a hell of a lot happier than my parents were or the sick and suffering person who's not at a meeting today, because I don't know where anybody's at today on this call, but I know that you're better here than you were, you know, whatever, 26 minutes ago. And that's my time. And uh, I'm really happy to see you. Great, love your faces. This is a great, great, uh, great scene. And uh, you know, thank you for having me. I'll keep coming back. <laughs>